This is a special episode of Defenders TV Podcast for our Punisher Season 1 spoiler-free review. That was our new theme tune from Tritachion. Thanks for that, guys. This is Defenders TV Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Um, I'm here today to talk about The Punisher Season 1 for my spoiler-free review. The other guys, John and Chris, aren't with me for this podcast. They'll be back for our episode-by-episode discussions, which will come out from Friday the 17th of November as Punisher gets released on Netflix. But we've been lucky enough to have the opportunity to get all 13 episodes of The Punisher in advance. So I've done something that I've never done before. I've binged watched an entire season of Marvel. Um, I have binged watched other shows on Netflix before, but because of the way we cover our podcasts for each of the series before, I've never been able to do it with Marvel. So a really fun experience to be able to do that with Marvel. Um, this is a show that definitely lends itself to it. We talked on previous podcasts, things like Luke Cage and on Iron Fist and on Defenders, that they kind of lost that momentum where they had the end of episode cliffhanger that led you into pressing the button for the next episode. Punisher doesn't suffer from that. It's something that they've really brought back in this show. Uh, There seems to be something at the end of each episode that made me want to press that button and watch the next one. So what I'm going to talk about, this is completely spoiler-free. I'm not going to talk about any of the plot details for the show. Don't want to spoil it for you. But I want to give you an overview of my thoughts after watching the, the series so far. So to take you back on the Punisher as a character, he came in to Daredevil Season 2. Once he arrived on the scene, really, it wasn't long until Netflix said they were going to have another TV show coming from the Punisher and centered around the Punisher. really has to be down to the performance of John Bernthal in the role. He's obviously worked on uh, The Walking Dead. He was in the movie Baby Driver recently, which he was really good in. And it's really easy to see why Netflix felt so confident in this guy to carry his own show. The Punisher is quite a quiet character uh, in the comic books, kind of talks with his guns uh, very often. So it was kind of hard to see how they were going to play that uh, into a 13-episode show. But let's take you back to where he was in Season 2 of Daredevil. What we saw was Frank Castle went on a rampage to take out the gangs involved in the murder of his family in that show. He was nicknamed the Punisher, and Castle laid waste to the Kitchen Irish, the Dogs of Hell, and his former comrade-in-arms, the Blacksmith, as punishment for the losses he'd suffered. At the end of the Punisher's arc in Daredevil, we're left with a number of questions about Schoonover the Blacksmith, revealing to Frank that he may have been responsible for the death of his family because of something he did in Kandahar, and Frank finding a memory card tagged with the very familiar name of Micro. Comic book fans will know that Micro is a supporting member of the Punisher cast. He's always been the kind of guy in the back office. And great to see him in the show. It's really cool that they've been able to bring him in. So some thoughts about season one of The Punisher. I suppose probably the biggest thing that's going to be pulled out by many members of the media about this show is really about the gun violence. How does it handle it in the show? We've already had multiple discussions about this pretty sensitive topic on our Facebook group problem really is with a show like this it can't really ever land without this kind of controversy coming up Uh, john bernthal was recently interviewed uh, on abc in the u.s where he commented about the fact that the show was postponed from nycc it was supposed to premiere there they were supposed to have the first episode air for the members of the audience that were at new york comic-con and it was postponed because of the las vegas massacre that happened the night before And then they rescheduled the premiere and another mass murder occurred the day before it happened in Texas. He also made the point that there had been 
900 gun deaths in the US between those two periods of time. So not only were the mass murders happening, there was also these day by day deaths at at the hands of, of people with guns. For me, I'm not someone that'll shy away from these kind of topics. I find it interesting. It's always good that art will look at these kind of things. A show like The Punisher is perfectly placed to have a commentary and a discussion about things. And this idea of it's not the time to talk about gun control or gun violence that seems to be the pervading lead in the US at the moment really gets me. It really boils my blood. When is the time to talk about gun violence when you're losing 900 people in a two-week period plus you have two big attacks, you know? What it tries to do in this show, in The Punisher Season 1, what it tries to do is be very careful to point out that Frank's targets are carefully selected. He's a man that's made mistakes in the past, and he wants to atone for those mistakes, and he wants to protect the innocent. That is the purpose of the Punisher character. While it's probably not as clear a commentary as the discussion around a bulletproof African-American at the heart of Luke Cage, the Punisher is defined clearly as a character as to what he is and who he is. What really shines in the show, I think, for this first season is the new cast. It was really necessary to surround Frank with interesting people along with himself. He is a person that's going through PTSD. He's lost his family. He's had some terrible experiences in Kandahar and in the the wars that he's been in. So he could easily be a very closed off character. So by having some interesting cast around him, it's really helpful to bring out more of his character and how he plays with them is is how this show works. It's really a new phase for the Marvel shows on Netflix, and it really feels like it. There's just so many standout performances in this show. Unlike Iron Fist, which I really did enjoy, it took a couple of episodes to work out why there were other cast members there, why there was the need for the Meachams in the show. They could have been just background supporting characters. It took about three or four episodes to understand their relationship and why they were all there. This show is very clear as to why all of these characters are involved in it. And you understand very quickly why the storyline is focused on these multiple threads together. A couple of big standout actors in the show, Evan Moss Bacharach, uh, who plays tech genius Micro. He really creates an interesting partnership with Frank. Amber Rose Riva, as the Homeland Security agent, Dinah Medini, is really well written. She's complex, doggedly determined character. I really enjoyed what she brings to the show. She's got some interesting commentaries on the state of the US at the moment and a nice commentary on patriotism within the US. It's really cool. I've always been the defender of the Defenders TV podcast of Deborah Ann Walls, Karen Page. She's used really well in this show. I think they really use her history and her motivations quite well when they talk to her and when she's interacting with the other characters on the show. It's good to see that use of the character. This kind of stuff where they bring a character on board from another show can fail or it can just look like stunt casting to try and bring other people on board from shows like Daredevil, which is the most popular still of of the Netflix shows. And it is that, obviously. But she had a huge relationship with Frank back in season two of Daredevil. With Frank back in New York, it would have made no sense for him her not to interact with him. And she, I think she does a really good job here. Really enjoyed her performance in, in the episodes. Ben Barnes is a comic book character called Billy Russo. He really brings a great presence to the show. I've really enjoyed Ben Barnes in some of his previous roles. Things like Westworld uh, is really good in. And I really enjoyed his presence on this show. He's got some really good stuff. There are some other really good standout performances in the show, but I really don't want to go into too much other detail. Overall, my verdict for the show, while it's tied to Punisher's previous exploits in Daredevil Season 2, it feels bigger as it should. The exploration of PTSD, the politics, shady covert dealings, and yes, gun violence isn't new to TV, but it is for the Marvel Universe. There are times that it feels like Homeland, House of Cards, Generation Kill... It is a serious show, and I was nervous coming into The Punisher that it was going to be dour, preachy, or a bit of a slog to get through. Thankfully, in the hands of Steve Lightfoot, who I know from the TV show Hannibal, where he worked and did about 20 episodes of that show, it's consistently compelling. 
the Netflix trademark end of episode cliffhanger, which was absent since before Luke Cage, is back, definitely. And I constantly wanted just one more episode, just one more episode, which is what I wanted from a Netflix show. While never boring, the show does move through thoughtful contemplation at times. Episode 1 shows us what the show could have been, while pivoting in Episode 2 into a much more complex show. Overall, Marvel and Netflix's first collaboration on a non-powered hero is well worth a watch. So that's it for my spoiler-free thoughts. If you want to join us for our spoiler-filled discussions about every episode of The Punisher, we'll be releasing Episode 1 this Friday, the 17th of November, at the same time as the episodes are premiering on Netflix. So go watch the first episode and then come back and listen to our episode. It should be available for you on any good or evil podcast catcher. You can go through to Apple Podcasts on our website at DefendersTVPodcast.com slash iTunes or just go to the website at DefendersTVPodcast.com and there's links to all of the good podcast catchers where you can pick up our podcast or you can listen to it on the website. I hope you've enjoyed my spoiler-free thoughts about the show. I'm looking forward to delving deep into this show. There's lots of stuff to talk about. And if you want to share your thoughts, you can leave us a voicemail over on our website at DefendersTVPodcast.com. Just click the button and leave up to 90 seconds of your thoughts. You can email us at feedback at GothamTVPodcast.com. Or you can join us over on our Facebook group at Facebook.com slash groups slash DefendersTVPodcast. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Share it with anybody you know that might be interested in hearing our thoughts or joining the discussion about The Punisher. Really looking forward to getting into the show. I'll talk to you again on Friday. Yeah, a lot of people stand the blues, the blues, but I'm gonna tell you what the blues is.